Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of the Balcony Chatter podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Um, and I feel like we've almost exclusively turned into a basketball podcast recently. So, uh, Tim, what do you think about starting with some hockey today? I'd love it. I'd love it. Um, I think we'd be we'd seem like much more of a hockey podcast if the NHL would effing do anything. But <laughs> if there it. were any news whatsoever, yeah, just one piece of news. We have one fun one, but yeah, that's, that's predicated on a lot more news we need to hear. Right. So none of this is really actual news or com- like confirmed dates of start times or anything like that. But um, we'll start with Chara Watch once again. Mm-hmm. Still no, Charo still no news watch. on that. Um, I, I personally, like I've said before, I think that he's really basing his decision off of what the season looks like. Yeah. If there's if there's fans ev- anywhere, um, if it's in a bubble, uh, I think that it it really depends on a lot of different factors. So as of right now, still nothing, unfortunately. Um, I did get my retro uh, reverse retro jersey in today that i saw that everyone else can peep it on the story for the next 20 hours get to it get Um, to it actually that when you hear this it'll probably be off (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah but whatever (laughs) whatever um we'll have something else dope up get over there yeah so I, i i like it i think the jersey's great i mean i think that um i i was going to buy it regardless, but I was pretty happy with how it turned out. I mean, I, I think um, everybody that ordered one will probably be pretty happy with it. I think that the pro shop, you know, the customization on it isn't the best, but I'm also very picky, so I won't get into that. One day I want to get into the, the, the phoned-in nature of the TD Garden Pro Shop. I'd love to. We don't have to right now. Oh, there that will be a that'll be a good one. I would love to get into that because, Ian. You know my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, oh, I totally do. I totally do. And basically, it would just be letting you off a leash. But <laughs> it's just like, it's. Cr- I'll just say this. It's crazy that in 2020, we're, we're complaining about the same things in terms of quality purchase when putting down hard cash for what's supposed to be a replica jersey. Right. 15, 10 years later. You and I were talking about this in 2011. Yeah, nine years later, it's it feels like a hustle. Anyways, it's a whole it's a whole another thing that we won't get into today. But yeah. the thing that I did want to talk about was again, this is speculation. This is in the works. This is whatever you know. Take it for whatever you want. But um, apparently, the Bruins are among several teams that are in talks to potentially take their season outdoors, yeah. meaning that they want to play at somewhere like Fenway, Fenway Park, baby, home of the team so, we don't cover. <laughs> home of one of the teams we don't cover. Shit, do we have uh, to cover the Sox if that happens? <laughs> I, Dude, I'm... Okay, I'm just going to say this. I don't want this. And maybe that's a hot take, and maybe you are on the other side because... Hold you, on. You know, you, Hold on, I'm going to go a step further. Okay. You, There's outdoor fans at a safe measure, and your, your season ticket holding gets you there to numerous of them. You still don't want it. So here's my thing. This this would be really fun for, I'm even going to say, five games. Wow, yeah. And then the the 
hassle that it is to actually get to Fenway if you're not driving in. And then if you are driving in, the parking is just absurd. But if you're not driving in, you got to hop on two trains. And I mean, unless you live really, you know, in the city where you can easily jump on the green line. But, you know, if you don't have access to that right away, you got to take a couple trains to get there, uh, a couple trains to get home. And then, like, think about. Which we should classic. say, which we should say, as a, for those who may be listening who don't know, as opposed to TD Garden, which is basically the the greeter of the city of Boston, it is the first like building you can basically hit. It is very accessible for commuting to games. It's the best. It's super easy to get in and out of there. Like I, I love it. It's I mean, North it, Station. It, it's realistically the reason why I can I can go to so many games. You know, like if I had right. to go to to Gillette. Or if I had to go to Fenway, Gillette, forget it. it. One road in, it, still exactly. I mean, it's it's just it would it's so much further. It's such a like congested way of getting out. You know, it's a whole thing. The Bruins and the Celtics, it's easy to get in and out. So think about this as well. I mean, the Winter Classic, super fun. I love it, and I'm fine with it every few years, every five years even. But like in terms of the Bruins being in it, or it existing. In terms of the Bruin, the Bruins being in it, like yeah. I love going to an outdoor game, super fun. I we, would, I would go yeah. all the time. And obviously, we're we're at the top of teams that have been included in its history, right? Uh, three we've times. been we've been very lucky with that, but yeah. we've also been lucky with the temperature. Gillette was pretty cold that day. Yeah, but I like, what's a what's a game at at the beginning of February going to be like? Like, it's going to be. Dude, it's New England, man. Not to be like it's New England weather. What's happening? But like, there's a there's the ice could be slushy on a day in January because it's randomly fifty degrees out or forty five. Like it's just like I mean I don't know. They they should talk to if they're really gonna do this. They should talk to the people who somehow pull it off out here. When I first moved out here, I saw a stadium series game, not in person, but on television at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Sharks. Six, 60 degrees. Sharks. Or no, I think this one was Ducks, Kings. Maybe it was Sharks, Kings. But it was it was like slush. But they still, it was, I don't know. They figured it out. Like they'd fix it. I don't know. So so there's, there's two sides to that. It's either extremely cold and, you know, the ice is probably awesome. But the fans don't want to be there for four hours in the, or three hours in the freezing cold. You know, like I know that I'm, mm. I'm. This is like a... Uh, You're talking about a lot of people who haven't seen live sports in a while. I, I know. I understand. But at the same time, then if you get the the other side of it where it's too warm for whatever reason, you have the potential of injuries. We saw that at the Winter Classic in, in at Gillette with the women's game before, the day before. I mean, Denna Lang, unfortunately, had a terrible, terrible injury because the ice was so bad. Like, it wasn't safe for, for them to be playing. So, yeah. you know... I don't know. And then how many games get canceled due to uh, severe weather? Right. You know, it's it's a whole, it, it's a nightmare potential situation. Don't get me wrong. It would be a ton of fun, and I would love it, and I will go. But I just don't see how it can possibly work out. And and I think that the odds are stacked in there, like, against them. But they're looking at all of their options in order to see if there's a way that they can have any fans. That's the other thing, too. I mean, why is Massachusetts all of a sudden going to allow fans? Like, they're yeah, not they, allowing them at, at Gillette, yeah, they, they and the Gillette. cases keep rising. Yeah. So until until there's a vaccine and it's really being spread out, I, I don't see how this is even a possibility. Yeah, it's it just seems like something that, you know, feels... Uh, 
that looks good on paper, maybe, or fun. Yeah, and, and, uh, and again, I, like, like in, I think, in I'm a, surprised it hit like tabloid level because I think pretty quickly they're gonna be like, it's not gonna get close. Like, uh, no, I don't think it's gonna happen. It's fun to play with in your idea, but yeah, no, I totally I sure. Don't think, I don't think it's practical or realistic at all. In hypothetical land, it's awesome, you know. But yeah. I mean, that's a lot of games to play outdoors, and a lot of like a lot of teams don't even like playing in the Winter Classic, which is why you see a lot of the same teams consistently, and then you know fans argue or they get upset because they don't see a bunch of different teams in it. But I've read articles from from teams specifically saying they don't want to play it because it's a game that they, you know, they it, there's so many factors in it that it's it could be an easy loss. You know, and, and, and it's one game, but I guess when it comes down to it and some of these teams that are really in the hunt and they they get pretty close towards playoff time, they want, they need every point that they can get, every win they can get, so... I don't know. I don't know what it is, whether it's they're afraid of injury, they're afraid of losing. I, I don't know, but I think that you'll be hard-pressed to get every team on board with something like this. Yeah, totally. And you, what are you going to do? And some not every some team, inside, some outside? Right. What kind yeah, of asterisk going to put on the year? Right. What, have they talked about s- schedule structure? They haven't talked about that. They Game, haven't, they, schedule length? They haven't locked down... Um, the divisions yet either because they're going to have to do a Canadian division, which is going to scramble the other divisions. It's going to scramble. It's that'll scramble the conferences. Right, exactly. So, so when those do come out, if that's what they end up going to, that is going to be a big thing for us to talk about because we could end up in a division. You know, I'm just hypothetically, we could end up in a division with Pittsburgh and, and Washington or whoever, like just because we don't know what it's going to end up being. And that's you know that's a huge difference whether of who we have to beat out to make to the playoffs you know so I mean we end up in a division with Washington us and Tampa like that's not easy no so I don't th- also, I don't think that's what's going to happen but also they're just changing for a year like it's just it, I, it feels to me the the entire thing just the entire idea of a season. And I, I'm down. Like, I, I appreciate them looking for it. But I got to imagine there's a lot of, you know, hard, hard hockey heads who are like, don't, if it's not relatively close to normal, don't do it. Well, I, it's it's a tough situation because I think that they're, they're really – the players aren't happy and – of course, ownership wants it to go because they want the money, but the players won't get paid what they normally would get paid because it, no matter what, it's going to be a shortened season. It's just impossible now for them to do a full 82-game um, season, regardless of what Bettman says. Like, it's just not going to happen. So the, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but the players don't seem obviously happy enough to come to a conclusion yet. Um, and... It's starting, you know, there's been rumblings that there's going to be a lockout. I don't know what's going to happen, if that's true or not, but, I mean, only time will tell. Yeah. As of now, they're they're all playing, or a lot of them are playing hockey together, though, right? I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really know. I mean, Pasta, like, looking at the Bruins, Pasta's still, he's not here. You know, a lot of players aren't aren't even around. Mm -hmm. So... I, I don't know, and not to mention, I don't know what the since Massachusetts. Only speaking from Bruins' perspective, like since Massachusetts is so strict right now on stuff, I don't know that they're even allowed to go 
get full team practices in or anything like that. So who who knows what they're even allowed to do. Right. But mm. I don't know. It's it's just it's interesting, but at the same time, I just want to hear them. I want to see them do something soon because, I mean, basketball is going to be here before you know it. Which actually, the Celtics, the Celtics have the Christmas Day game, eh? Twenty days till opening night. Twenty. Doing math, whatever. It's not the same for when you listen. Yeah, Christmas get Christmas, Christmas Day. We got the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to be a great game. Yeah. I'm ready. Very much looking forward to that. I'm so, so friggin' like bummed if it I can't I can't remember if it's Celtics where where it is, if it's in Boston, but it's like Kyrie's gonna finally play in a different uniform in the garden and there's gonna be no fans, and that just makes me angry. Um just really makes I, me mad. I, that's that's gonna be I hope we crush them. I, I really do. <sighs> yeah. I mean Let's see what the Nets are. You know, at this point, they, still no hardened trade. Um, but I'd love to see how we stack up against this team if this is going to be how it, how they are. Uh, right. This is going to be the Nets team. Um, you know, Kemba and Tatum, a matured, freshly paid Tatum. Uh, yes, we that. didn't talk about that yet. No. Uh, we should talk about all the contract signings. But, yeah, just to wrap up Christmas Day, I'm stoked. Stoked for Nets Celtics. I feel good about us. Uh, shout out to Jack Herzog, who will be on before that game. Uh, we might watch it together, so could be contentious. Maybe we'll have some updates on that. But uh, you know, big Nets fan, friend of the pod. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely yeah. excited for it. I really like how our team has shaped out. And we'll get into the contracts. But while we're talking about shaped out team, I want to just say. Love what love the quotes coming out of Tristan Thompson today. Calling Smart a bulldog, says he wants to build off of that energy, thinking that he can also be like the big man version of Smart in terms of a defensive spark plug. What more do you want to hear out of an out of your new center? Yeah, um, for real. Just I'm I'm so excited and he you know, he hasn't played ball in months and so very excited for what Tristan brings to the team. It's going to be interesting to see Jeff Teague play for a while since we're not going to have Kemba at the start, which you and I had talked about, we were concerned about. Uh, we texted about it, but I, I, I'm good with Kemba taking the slow crawl. Uh, I, I I feel like stem cells sounds like maybe a kind of futuristic good thing. We'll see how it pays off. I'm not. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I've, I've got good vibes about Kemba, and uh, you know, personally, I don't think he's a bust, Andrew. But what what, what do you think? Yeah. So I, I actually wanted to talk to you about that because I've been reading, not that I really buy into this, but some people are a little bit down on Kemba Walker thinking that he may be a bust. I mean, he's been coming off of this knee injury off and on for a while now. And, uh, for his you know, entire, in fairness for his, his entire time in, in green, but also right, in, so, fair, in fairness to that, that's a year. That's one year. Yeah. People are starting to think that maybe it's not going to be as easily, um, you know, he's not going to recover as as well as maybe he should, or maybe he shouldn't have even played at all. Um, they should have left him off, uh, like for, I mean, we were dealing with this at the All Star break. Yeah, and, and I think people are mad played. that he did the All Star game because he right. he said he aggravated it playing that. I think, and then I think people are mad that he did the USA basketball in the summer beforehand. So now people are, you know, we're not in full pitchfork 
uh, mob mode yet or anything, but like I just been reading on Twitter, which is the worst possible place in the entire world, um, that people are a little bit down on him. I don't think he's a bust, but people are on the verge of potentially thinking that, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, he start. I think if you get voted the starting all star point guard and you don't go because of your knee, I mean, maybe don't play as hard and try to stay in for a bunch of minutes, but like you don't at least play. Like I, I don't know anyone who says they're not doing that. I don't, I don't think they're fully putting themselves in that position. Yeah. I love Kemba Walker. He's my favorite point guard we've had since Isaiah Thomas. Granted, that just leaves out one glaring name. But, uh, no, I, I, f- I full believe in Kemba. I'm a Kemba stan. I'm, a, I'm annoyed by these sentiments, as you are. Um, and I, I think we're just going to have to let his play dictate, you know. They're gonna, there's always going to be some crowd. Excuse me. There's always going to be some people in the balcony chattering about how <laughs> Kemba Walker is an issue. Uh, yeah. th- it's just that a few more sections started chirping about it now. That's all. It's just, you know, it'll quiet down with his play. That's the only thing that's going to quiet it down, and people are going to talk right. about it until they can't talk about it anymore. We know how it works. Yep. So what we, can, what we can talk about, though, is Jason Tatum getting a five-year max extension. Yes, yes. $195 million hairs. Uh-huh, 100%. And... The fact we'll tie that in with the team in the sense that uh, we also got to talk about Mr. Danny Ainge pulling off the largest trade exception in NBA history. He did get something. Gordon did not go for nothing. Now, what that means is the Celtics can trade for someone whose salary can be anywhere up to twenty eight point five million dollars, which not looking at any stats, I'm pretty sure is like the 20, maybe 15th, 20th or 25th best player on down in terms of salary. Massive move. We, I would take it's, that. It's a, it's, it's just a, it's, it's an incredible asset to have, and you can really add a significant third or second or whatever, however you want to jostle it from their piece or another piece uh, with that. I, I gotta imagine maybe it would just for ball handling and whatnot. You might see one of the three go, like Kemba or. I don't think you'll see Jalen or Tatum. You might see Kemba as a part of a trade exception deal because if they're going to get someone, they also have to give talent, not just be able to receive the money. Although sometimes that is all that you need. So shout out to Danny Ainge for that. But yes, moving on to the glory boy, Jason Tatum. Five years, $195 million, which is an average of $39 million a year. Which is, is that ins- good? <sighs> is that good? <laughs> is that good? Hopefully he can afford a basketball court at his house now, indoor or outdoor, I don't know. Um, For real. I just want to highlight that arguably the greatest player in the NBA currently, at their prime, LeBron debate away. We're considering LeBron an old man who is still doing incredible things, but he's not the greatest player in the NBA right now. I think that is maybe Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis got paid $5 million less on his five-year extension deal than Jason Tatum. I just think that's interesting and worth talking about. I mean... You have to at least, if we're talking contracts, I mean, that that's a huge, I don't know. I, I don't I know about you, thing. but that's a lot of money. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Right now, I don't think Jason Tatum is $5 million better than Anthony Davis. No way. Over the course of this five years, I think it's definitely possible. Definitely possible. So okay. I just think it's, I, th- I thought it was interesting. I don't know if the Lakers were tight there or anything like that, but to not 
Resign AD at the top dollar. Obviously, it doesn't matter. He's very locked down. But I just thought it was interesting. Also, shout out to LeBron with his two-year $85 million extension, which will tee him up to be able to choose to go to wherever his son is drafted come two years from now. I mean, and you know that that's what's going to happen, right? I, mean, I want to see it. I want to see it more than anything. A father-son duo, I don't know. I don't care how you feel about LeBron and whatnot. I don't care if you think it's obnoxious. It's, it is insane if that's something we get to see in our lives. Two prof- a father-son professional athlete duo on the same team actually playing. That's, that's incredible. If you like sports, you got to acknowledge that's, that's crazy. And he will be 37 after that contract is up. So it's like he can't have that much left in the tank to be able to to do that I mean it'll be interesting to see what LeBron's old man game becomes like is he gonna sit in the corner so, <laughs> is, so he, is he gonna sit in the post like where is he sitting and he's is he now st- like non-athletic LeBron is gonna be I hope it's not sad I hope there's a fun side to it but it could be pretty pretty sad you know what's what's kind of crazy now too is like you have to think that when this draft comes up they're drafting LeBron James Mm-hmm. And his son, but yeah. also they're drafting LeBron James. So like probably at whichever, whatever money they can. Right. Whichever team gets his son, I mean it's a it's it's a storybook ending for him, basically. And I'm so, just gonna guess right now, based off of how much of a savage LeBron is and how he just really has all the makings of being the NBA's Tom Brady, that in thirty in two years, like, yes, there'll have been a fall off, but people are like his his talent is gonna maybe drive up Bronny's draft stock maybe significantly. That exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, they gotta they gotta be looking at it that way too. I mean, when your pick comes up, if you're if you're gonna take this kid, then you're basically gonna take LeBron at the same time. If his if he becomes a free agent, he's gonna sit there and be like, all right, I'm gonna see what happens, and then I'm gonna make my decision from there. But. Yeah. I mean, what would be the funniest? What would be the the most hilarious scenario of his son getting drafted to? LeBron has to go to a team like I, I don't even know. Like, what what is the most ridiculous team that he could be drafted by, and then LeBron ends up having to put that jersey on? Um, I I think the worst case scenario, in my opinion, would be um the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> The, the the James the James Timberwolves I would uh, everyone would be like great because even cool. like, cause even if it's like even if it's like Charlotte it's like ooh LeBron and Bronny playing for Jordan like that's Dude, interesting <laughs> you know like that's like even if they like absolutely suck like that's so interesting like the narrative out of Minnesota would be like you'd fall asleep halfway through the sentence <laughs> it's just so boring. Imagine imagine Charlotte drafting LeBron's son and then refusing Michael Jordan refuses to sign LeBron. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Petty Olympics. Wow. Right? I, I mean know, I don't think I think they fuck with each other. So like that he would, would do be it, like well, I, that would Michael be Jordan crazy, loves money. He loves money, but he also yeah. I think I think he's got love for LeBron. I think, you know, I their rivalry is much more amongst fans than I think each other. Oh, I'm for sure, sure they got their own thoughts about it, but I think there's a lot of respect amongst them. You know, it's more of like a right. a friendship conversation, and that would just be. Petty I just think that's Olympics, a hilarious dude. <laughs> LeBron would have to win. LeBron would have to do what Stephen A. said today, which is the Lakers are going to threepeat right now. They're in a league of their own unless the Nets trade for Harden. That's the only way he sees it changing. And listen, as hot of a take as that is, 
I don't have enough evidence to say that's completely asinine or incorrect. That seems like it is definitely on the table, and Vegas has them at the favorites, minus 350 for this year. So, I think for Jordan to get that petty, LeBron has to reach six titles. I hope it happens. But also, wouldn't you want to get... You, you can get the seven, your, each of your sevenths together, you know? I mean, Jordan, you're not playing, but that's your trophy as owner. What if he goes to Charlotte? What what if he, he like, his son goes there and then Michael Jordan comes out of retirement and wears number 23 and he's like, you can come here, but you can't have this number. <laughs> We're just talking like crazy scenarios at this point. I love Michael this. Jordan lacing him oh, up at sixty years old. Great. Um, <laughs> I love it. LeBron, LeBron would be like, "Yeah, fine, I'll wear six. It's retired. Both of them are retired in Miami. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, he wouldn't care." Um, another, another. Here is this one boring. The magic. If the James are in Disney World, yeah, that would be awful. Yeah, I don't. I think that would be terrible. All right, what do you? Where do you want them to go? I don't. I want them to go out of this league. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with LeBron James. Like <laughs> I get want, it. You don't want his son to succeed. You don't want the new LeBron, dude. If his son, I'd rather see his son be better than him. Like I don't know, man. I just I'm over it. I'm yeah, over LeBron. I get it. I get it. I'm over the whole brawny thing. I'm. It's enough, dude. Well. Just, just hope, play basketball. I hope Bronny's okay like, after smoking weed during the bubble <laughs> on live. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think I'm just being bitter. I think I'm just saying like, like I know it's gonna happen. I know they're gonna go somewhere, and I'm gonna be even more mad if LeBron wins a championship with his son on the team. Yeah, um, I don't. Th- but by the way, wherever he goes, I think it's gonna be a weird, sad thing. I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, they're gonna do it. Also, like Bronny's prospects, which I kind of like keeping near to a little bit, like a. Or like he's having a rough go this year, well, I think so far. So, I mean, do you really see LeBron's production dropping off that much within two years? I mean, no, look at how he plays now. No, I, I mean, think two years a, I think from there's now, a possibility he's playing almost virtually the same. If we're talking four or five, I mean, I think that that's when he's at the very end of his career in five years. But like. He, that means he still has two or two good years in him, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, uh, I, I want, I want him in, I want him in New York. I want them both to go to the Knicks. I think the, I think Knicks fans deserve it. I think J- James Dolan does not, but I think it'd be fun. I just hope. Yeah, I hope Michael Jordan just doesn't sign him. <laughs> that's that's what it is. And not only that, specifically like trades up to draft. Uh, drafts his Bronny. son will not <laughs> yeah. will not take LeBron <laughs> pushes so hard for Bronny just so yeah. he can ice out LeBron I love it I hope like, it happens. Nah, nah I think I'm good that's I my, don't need him that's my favorite that's my favorite hot take I've heard in quite a while <laughs> we're gonna so re-sign good. Gordon Hayward for another five years instead oh my god yeah LeBron sorry we cannot afford you at the moment we are paying for much more much younger 33 year old Gordon <laughs> Hayward <laughs> Uh, at another max, we wanted to re up his max in the middle of it. Um, yeah, exactly. One, I guess, last NBA thing I have is, uh, well, first of all, I saw Russell Westbrook in on Thanksgiving Day. In D- you saw him on okay on Thanksgiving Where? Day. 
in Brentwood at CVS purchasing <laughs> Prosecco with who I told myself in my head was his uncle. Could have been his father. I don't know. Didn't look that similar. You know what I mean? Also okay. didn't look like the father of a pro athlete. You know what I mean? You see that you've never, you, you don't see dads of pro athletes and you're like, how? But this guy was a little bit like, how? Okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> buying Prosecco, which in, which sounds crazy to do at a CVS in Brentwood, which I still think is for a $30 million a year player, paid player. But, you know, it's Brentwood. They probably had some decent Prosecco. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't say that. Yeah, hi. but, like, don't – why don't you call, like, Uber Eats or, or whatever? Yeah, like, Drizzly, not Uber Eats. Saucy. Insert your yeah. liquor delivery here. Uber Postmates. Eats, Uber Eats and Postmates handle it now. Yeah, any of them. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, at the time, he was a Houston Rocket, but now – for the price of John Wall and a first-round draft pick, he's a Washington Wizard. Talk to friend of the podcast, Jamel Johnson, who's got a lot of feels about it, but he seems excited about Russ. Uh, I think Russ and Beal is an exciting experiment that has high, high percentages of going absolutely wrong. But, you know, I, I like this league shakeup. This was a fun one for me. And it needed to happen. If we ran back Harden and Westbrook, it would have been the most awkward and then eventually the most contentious thing I've ever seen. It would be them just bickering, and you could you could hear it because they're all playing in empty stadiums. <laughs> just them on the court, like, cussing each other out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the ball, Ross. Dude. I mean, we do love to see a good dumpster fire, so we might be uh, we might be in for a treat. Yeah. Speaking of dumpster fire, uh, the reunion of John Wall and Boogie Cousins in Houston is a fun aspect of this trade, as well as them with Harden. If Harden can bring those two to the playoffs this year, and then still go two for eleven, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I think it means James Harden is just a regular season basketball player. Dude, I. I... I don't know. You know my thoughts on him. You know that I didn't want. It. I don't want him coming here. Yeah, um, well, we have room for him now. If you uh, add, if you throw in Marcus Smart, <laughs> please don't do that. I don't. I don't do that, and I'm not, and not because Marcus Smart is a better player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an idiot, but like, I just don't think that he fits on this team, and and seems to have gotten like sort of a bad rap around the league as far as like, you know his being a ball hog or or his like his attitude or whatever so i don't know i think we got a good thing going i like the team that we have and i think that you know the additions that we've made are are great and i think that with that trade exactly like we have the potential to make another great trade and do something really well like we're we're on the right track i think yeah me as well i feel good I like this team. It'll be interesting to see what Jeff Teague looks like. That means this also means Kemba's slow start means Peyton Pritchard is going to get minutes. Might mean the, um, Nate Naismith Neesmith might get some minutes. So uh, I'm all for a slow start with some with our uh, our oldest star on the bench to get some new fresh faces some time. Yep. Um. One thing that I wanted to bring up before we wrap up this episode is I was actually asked, and I thought that we had talked about this in the past, but maybe we hadn't like really said, but our intro, our outro song, the thing that we wrap every episode up with um, is by a band called Stretched. Oh, yeah. Fr friends, of, friends of the podcast. Friends of the pod. Um, Coming on soon. Very, very thankful for them for letting us use that. Um, the song is called Idea of You. 
You can find it on Spotify, on I'm sure Apple Music, all this other stuff. They just put out a, a record recently, um, so definitely check them out. Uh, like I said, they're called Stretched, um, and we would love it if you guys would check them out. You know, like we said, it, it's super thankful for them, so we want to definitely give them love every chance that we can because um, not not only are like I said that we're their friends, but their music is great. Yeah, I mean, we love and it, it. So, and, uh, and I'm proud of the boys. They're they're gaining some traction too, especially in the midst of a totally GD pandemic. Uh, they're yeah, they're they're they're. I'm stoked for them, and I'm stoked for the future for them. I'm also so, excited to go see a, a a band play live sometime. Jeez, I'm, dude, gosh, I cannot wait for that. Yeah, miss it. Um, miss but it. yeah, like I said, I mean, thank you guys for listening to us this week, and we'll be back next Friday. Uh, with another episode and like we're still working on some things in the pipeline here and hopefully we're going to have a a good December and January of of some episodes and um, yeah plenty of basketball coming baby plenty of basketball potentially no hockey yeah yeah but Jersey analytic episode also on the way get ready they're coming Andrew's about to work (laughs) from home it's going to be a lot coming at you oh yeah (laughs) All right, stretch, take us away, and uh, everyone keep your eyes peeled on the Chara Watch. Was it all-